Blog Talk Radio. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to ASWF Aftermath, the final exit. And that is exactly what's going to happen this Saturday night, live from the Valiant Arena. The ASWF is going to take the final exit right before anniversary 20. I'm the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan. And I've got actually a a returning guest here tonight uh, to co-host with me. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Uh, the fan of the ASWF, uh, Mr. Cody. Cody, how the heck you been? Oh man, Michael, it's been a while. I mean, I've been doing good, kind of, kind of keeping busy uh, um, with you know personal matters and such, uh, family matters, man. Uh, keeping busy, doing good. Uh, great to be back on the ASWF Aftermath podcast. It's been a while, and uh, one thing I will gotta say, Michael, is. Uh, uh, is doing the podcast. It's always been a good time, and it's even better with the way the weather's been doing it outside. I mean, it feels amazing outside, and uh, I mean, it's warming up a little bit. But speaking of the subject of warming up, things are heating up in the ASWF right now. I mean, what would you say, Michael? Absolutely. Things could not be hotter than what's going on right now in the ASWF. You know, absolutely everything coming in ahead, coming to a head before this, uh, before this Saturday night uh, where we actually will be celebrating the life and the career of one of the original ASWF Hall of Famers, one of the original ASWF superstars. And, uh, you know, the greatest thing that ever crossed the border Mr. Johnny Hawk uh, celebrating his life and the legacy of Mr. Hawk. Uh, I know you're definitely looking forward to that as a fan, a longtime fan of the ASWF, Cody. 
absolutely, Michael. I mean, it's uh, you know, this show ended up it was a benefit show, and it's uh, it kind of became a memorial show, and we really didn't want it to be that way either. But I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I would encourage you to come out, uh, support not only the ASWF locker room, but help uh, help the superstars and fans alike uh, celebrate the life of Mr. Johnny Hawk. Absolutely something, you know, a, a man who accomplished so many things. He's won a, numerous ASWF Tag Team Championships with a few partners, including Hot Rod John Ellison, uh, one of the, you know, best tag team wrestlers to ever step foot inside of the Valiant Arena. And I certainly can't wait until this Saturday when we get to, you know, when we get to honor the life and the career of Mr. Hawk. So definitely, you know, heavy hearts inside of the ASWF community right now, but certainly going to be a great show. And uh, one definitely, uh, these guys are looking to put on a show uh, in the memory of uh, Mr. Hawk. But, you know, we mentioned earlier, or I mentioned in the description, I should say, of the show, that we have some breaking news regarding the ASWF championship. Now, at the last show, if you guys remember, uh, there was a triple threat monsters ball announced. It was to pit Max Stone, uh, the greatest gym known to man, versus Steve-O versus the ASWF champion. Well, with that being said, ASWF management found out this week that the uh, ASWF championship, there's a little situation regarding that ASWF championship. Uh, the ASWF championship has been vacated, uh, and that title will now be defended this uh, at the anniversary show in a Monsters Ball. It'll be defended between Max Stone, the greatest gym known to man. It'll be, um, it'll be the greatest gym known to man. It'll be Steve-O, and it will be Curtis Dawn. All three, a, um, a Monsters Ball match for the ASWF Championship live at the anniversary show. This show just couldn't be much bigger than what's going on right now. Uh, Cody, huge news coming out of the ASWF this week that that ASWF championship has been vacated. Well, Michael, over the course of recent weeks, I mean, one thing's for certain, um, come the anniversary show, anniversary 20, there's going to be new champions. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that, that the, um, that the championships have had to have been vacated um, it's always an unfortunate situation, uh, but I mean the thing is, is, is uh, for Will Cage, I, I, uh, you know, I want to uh, wish him a uh, a speedy uh, recovery. This has just been kind of a few things in the uh, just from the neck of the woods and a few little uh, dirt sheets here and there. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, whatever it is, 
that is uh that's going on. Um, you know, I hate for anybody to be hurt or have to vacate a title, but the show must go on. And uh, so, I mean, we've got, I mean, that being said, we now have a Monsters Ball match. And the only word to describe one, if you have never seen it, is chaos. Absolutely. You know, chaos will reign supreme inside of the Valiant Arena come April 6th, and now we have a focus, you know. There's been this thing, the new generation is going to start April 6th, and it's kind of interesting to me. When you look at this main event that's going to happen come down April 6th, it's going to be the greatest gym known to man, and the main event, Curtis Don, both challenging almost kind of like the old guard of the ASWF, uh, Steve-O, you know, or excuse me, not challenging, opposing. I'm used, I'm still used to uh, Steve-O being the ASWF champion, but, um, you know, definitely it's one of those situations where this is definitely the new school versus the old school, and this could be the opportunity, you know, as we've mentioned before. Will it be the main event's opportunity to become the main event and rise to that level, or will it be the uh, or will it be the greatest gym known to man's opportunity to become the greatest champion known to man? I mean, Michael, anything can happen, and the thing is, one thing we know for sure: there's going to be a new champion, um, the greatest gym known to man. I mean, yeah, he could be the greatest champion known to man, and I mean, let, let's look at this guy's accolades. He won tag one. Tag team titles with his partner A.D. Sky, and while A.D. was was out, he continued to defend those tag team titles for almost six months by himself. I mean, you know, if anything, this is going to be a stacked-up match. I mean, you know, you've got uh, Max Stone, and you've got Steve-O, former world champion in his own right. I mean, the wild card in this match... Is the main event, Curtis Dawn. You're right about that. You know, Curtis has had his opportunities at championship gold in the past, but uh, never anything like this. This will be something to see. You know, can Curtis Dawn be the dominant Curtis Dawn, uh, you know, with the lights turned on bright? Can't, will anything change in Curtis Dawn's game plan? But we actually have some business to take care of, Cody, here. We had a show two weeks ago. And I know you were there. Uh, Heinzman took on uh, Justin Vincent in our opening contest. And the deal is with Justin, you know, uh, Justin put up a heck of a fight. But in the end, Heinzman was, you know, too much. And, you know, there's kind of been an interesting, kind of been an interesting caveat here. When they face each other in tag team matches, it appears that the Titans of Violence don't have the upper hand. Obviously, the chemistry of the brothers, they've been together their whole lives. Things like that uh, come into play in these matches. And then you have, you know, the uh, Titans of Violence who, you know, just came together and there's just this incredible force and dominant force at that. But it seems oh, like that- the Vincents have been getting... 
it seems like the Vincents have been getting the better of them. Well, I mean, Michael, you've you've got to factor in the Vincent brothers. They've known each other their whole life. They've had that lifelong experience. Now, here's the thing. They've had title opportunities in the past, and they haven't been able to able to capture them. But here's the thing. They've had the experience of title shots. It's it's kind of like NFL players that you only get better coming from the college or the indoor football leagues playing in the NFL. So they got the they've had the benefit of hindsight to see that they've had title matches to recalculate their game plan. Um, you know, I'm gonna like the Vincent brothers, they may have an advantage. I mean, what do you think, Michael? Well, I mean, that's certainly interesting to think about. You know, you look at something like the this issue with the Titans of Violence and the Vincents. In singles action, just like we saw two weeks ago, Heinzman ends up picking up the victory. But in tag team action, it seems like every single time that the Titans are about to be beaten, they're about to be defeated, and the Vincents are literally just have to reach out and grab the tag team titles. And the Vincents, uh, or excuse me, the Titans have taken to just walking away in the middle of matches, just walking out. And, you know, they're the champs, so they can't lose the title via uh, count out. So, you know, what's it matter to them? Championship advantage and whatnot. I see this as what's becoming an issue. You know, even ASWF management is starting to take note of this, and they're really starting to have a problem with it. And uh, hopefully they'll have a solution to this issue uh, in the very near future because the Titans of Violence owe the Vincent brothers a fair championship title shot in my opinion exactly and i mean michael you know the thing is that champion's advantage you know it's only good for michael let me put it this way it's only good for just a regular match a regular match where there are disqualifications and there are count outs the champion's advantage a lot of the times Michael, any other match, it's not even the advantage no more. There is no champion's advantage. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing about it, you know, the the uh, ASW Tag Team Champions, that's exactly what the uh, board of directors they're looking to do is they're looking to find an appropriate match that works for both sides, that both sides can agree to and sign the contract on. Obviously, you've got to deal with both sides, uh, their agents and the representation to get them to come to the table and sign the contract for the match. Obviously, the Vincents, you know, they just want a title shot. They just want their shot to prove that they are the best tag teams in the country. But it seems like the uh, Titans of Violence, uh, seems like the Titans of Violence, none too keen upon uh, giving up that championship advantage. So it'll definitely be something interesting to watch uh, going forward in the future. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is, you know, uh, we got to see how we just got to see at the anniversary show uh, to see if they've actually, if they've got a game plan. Because, I mean, anything can happen in the ASWF. People, 
You know, minds can get be changed. Decisions can be made on a whim. We've seen it happen. And, you know, as, as a champion, you've got to anticipate anything could happen. Um, and, you know, the thing that I will give the Titans credit for is they have – they know there's a target on their back as, as a champion. And what have they been doing? They've been fleeing. They have been getting out of harm's way to make sure that, hey, their back's against the wall. So now their target on their back, they can see everything coming at all angles. You're absolutely right about that. And, Sarah, I want to address your question there. We're going to get to that in just a few moments. But definitely, you know, they got that big target on their back to the uh, Titans of Violence. But the Titans of Violence, you know, that's a huge target. And uh, there's some huge competitors, so definitely going to be something uh, to keep your eye on exactly what the ASWF uh, Board of Directors decides to do going forward with that. But uh, moving on, C.J. Jenkins took on the Mistress of Mayhem, Asa Morta. And this thing, you know, C.J., I swear, took just about every advantage he could in that matchup. He took just about every, you know, shortcut, everything, period, that he could possibly do to uh, cheat in that matchup. And, you know, coming back, looking at it, you know, that's exactly what happened, looking at the footage afterwards. But, you know, the big story going forward with that one, Asa Morta, the mistress of mayhem, will meet C.J. Jenkins in a one-on-one contest at ASWF Anniversary 20. You know, this is the thing. Asa Morta is uh, 2000 and 2018 was dominant. Are we sure that C.J. Jenkins wants to kick off this 20th year against the Mistress of Mayhem? A competitor that, let's be honest, a lot of people in the locker room really don't want to see. Oh, Michael, I agree wholeheartedly. And the thing is, is ever since uh, Asa has lost her mask, she has been on an absolute holy tear, a war path, if you will. And the thing is, is when people are frustrated and they're angry, they make mistakes. But very rare have we seen any member of the Manai, including Asa Morta, uh, make mistakes while they're during a period of calculation, during a – I mean – during what I what some call a blood feud, I mean, we've seen her feud with Excalibur. We've seen her feud with Ray Ray. I mean, her feud with even the main event, Curtis Dawn. And like I said, I don't think we've ever seen her kind of out of – she's not really been herself lately. It seems like when she's lost her mask, it's like she's lost her identity. And I feel in order to beat – C.J. Jenkins, she's going to have to find that within herself that maybe maybe her mask don't, don't define her inner personality. Well, and that's the thing. And, you know, obviously uh, we got Infamous Inc. in the comments section, of course, talking about, you know, C.J. Jenkins and, you know, obviously disparaging everybody in the roster as Infamous Inc. tends to do. Uh, Gary, we're going to get to the infamous one and infamous ink here in the second hour during the quote unquote infamous hour. Uh, but the thing about CJ Jenkins, 
CJ Jenkins is a very intelligent competitor. CJ Jenkins can easily capitalize on some of the issues that Asa Morta is having with, you know, not knowing, uh, or excuse me, getting overzealous and, you know, allowing her emotions to get the best of her. It's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward with that situation because Asa Mortar's really going to have to keep those emotions in check heading into April 6th. Oh, oh yeah, Michael, because if it's just a normal match, I mean, you know, she could get disqualified or counted out. I mean, Michael, she's got to find that balance, uh, which is hard because I mean any member of the Manai and and balance is is a uh, it's kind of weird to say that in the same sentence, if you will, and I mean that with all due respect to them, because the last thing I want is any of them coming to my house. But I mean she's got to yeah. find that balance, uh, find that balance and maintain her cool if she's going to be able to walk out. Because the one thing I will give. Uh, He's calculating. He he will find out what makes you tick and expose you. You're right about that. Uh, you know the deal is with the um, with the mistress of mayhem. You know Sarah points out Sarah Martin here in the comment section points out a you know a fact. Asa is going to hold something that she hasn't held very often in this. Um, matchup she's going to hold a height advantage she's going to hold a strength advantage and you know sarah goes on to say i think this will be the resurgence of the mistress of mayhem and you know let's be honest the mistress of mayhem keeps her eye on one thing i'm sure she'd like to get that evolution title back oh oh i'm michael i uh i can't agree any more than that i mean that is right down to the point uh sarah actually that was a that was a very, very uh, distinct observation, and and might I add uh, something else we've got going in the comments section. We've just had Leo Keegan uh, reply to Gary Swift about while I respect Infamous Inc. Don't write checks your A can't cash. Remember who the tag team titles are on right now hashtag we are titans i mean you know back going back to before i mean michael this is chaos man everywhere we go you're right about that and you know infamous inc is all about stirring up the um stirring up the issues inside the of the aswf they're all about capturing all of the tag team titles and you know leo did just comment again he said pain you want to talk about pain you don't know pain until you share the squared squared circle with the titans of violence that is one thing that's going to be you know interesting going forward is whoever walks out of aswf anniversary 20 with championship gold they've especially got to keep their eyes in the back of their head for the infamous ink and members of infamous ink who could become uh, or who could be walking in and uh, trying to take those ASWF belts. I mean, uh, like you said, Michael, they infamous ink, the one thing they're known for stirring the proverbial pot, if you will. Uh, and I mean, you know, the, the, 
as much as I hate to say it right now, uh, I mean, Leo Keegan, you've got the, you and Heisman got to focus on the Vincent brothers right now. In my honest opinion, uh, infamous Inc. I mean, they've got their own fish to fry as well. I mean, this is chaos. It It is. And again, you know, are we seeing, are we seeing something collide here in our comment section? I mean, my I mean, this is crazy. Something, certainly something to keep your eye on uh, the violence. If they were successful and able to continue to hold their tag team titles, it'll be interesting to see um, to see what happens. You know, Bad Brad just commented. He said, "I don't care for the tactics the Titans of Violence use, but they are to be respected." That being said, I see that the Vincent brothers have an edge at the anniversary show. Obviously, you know, that's something that we would all like to see as uh, both sides are negotiating. Hopefully, we will have a uh, matchup here before too long and a resolution to this tag team situation uh, and the tag team title situation here in the ASWF between not only the Vincents, but the Titans of Violence. And hopefully, you know, the Titans of Violence and the Vincents can come to some sort of strategy where – you know, maybe the championship advantage is at least lessened to where they can't uh, get themselves counted out and retain their tag team titles. And, you know, Sarah Martin points out a very good point. Again, she says wrestling in and of itself is chaos. And that's what we got here tonight here in the comments section. When you get any of these guys in, you know, in, in the same room or chat room, for example, you're going to get chaos. And, you know, there's a lot of ego going on these guys but uh speaking of ego a guy who has kind of developed an ego ever since becoming one half of the ASWS tag team champions or you know former ASWF tag team champions as a member of Taco Hell the Aztec Warriors uh the Aztec Warrior excuse me uh El Rey you know this is a guy who's come on and said that um you know, Cataclysm was just baggage. Cataclysm was a guy that he had to carry around when they were tag team champions. And, you know, he said he regrets using his favor on um, having Cataclysm as a partner and so on and so forth. This all came to a head at the last show as these two squared off, and El Rey was able to be victorious. But the story here is April 6th at Anniversary twenty. A very first in ASWF history will occur. We're going to have a body bag match, Cody. I, I don't know about you, but body bag, caskets, the like. I'm not a fan of, you know, just, you know, being placed in. I, I, claustrophobic, you know, and just, ooh, ooh, scary. And, 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 Michael, the thing that makes it even more scarier is the difference between a body bag match and a casket match. A casket match, you shut the lid. If you're ba- if you're not able to move and you're somewhat conscious, you literally not only hear but you see the zipper being zipped up on that body bag, knowing there's nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's the distinct difference. That is what kind of makes the body bag match even more uh, mortifying, if you would. Uh, if you would say so, I mean, Michael, that is, uh, 
Uh, you know, that match in itself is going to be chaos. This time last year at the anniversary show, Cataclysm was defending his ASWF World Heavyweight Championship, and now he's uh, he's I I mean it seems like he he had lost his way in a sense, and uh, now he's got to find his way back. I mean a loss to uh, a loss in this match to uh, the Aztec Warrior. I mean. That that could, I, I don't know that that would be enough to to destroy. Uh, I I don't know, my I'm at a loss for words. Just this, uh, the whole concept of a body bag match just kind of it, it freaks me out, man. You ain't lying about that. I mean, it's one of the scariest things I've ever heard of. But I mean, you know, from what I understand. And I've kind of gotten some clarity over the past week for some, for some, uh, you know, from the ASWF board of directors as to what exactly the rules of a body bag match are. And I guess what the rules are, they're going to be similar to a casket match. Uh, the only way to win is to render your opponent, un, you know, unable to defend themselves to put them in the body bag and to uh, zip it shut, and then you become the victor. Once again, you know, <laughs> El Rey and Cataclysm better not be too claustrophobic because, number one, it's going to be probably a de- – well, it's definitely going to be a tight fit in the case of Cataclysm, but also El Rey, you know, that thing's going to be suffocating. Yeah, that's the other difference. Ooh. I mean, at least in a casket match, you've got room to breathe, man. Huh. A body bag, you don't. There is no there is no air in that thing, uh, and I mean, you know, and the it's not even the the body bag part that's uh, scary. I mean, it is, but I mean, the part that's even more frightening is what you have to do to somebody to get them to to get them in a body bag long enough to seal it and get the victory. Well, got some more uh, things here in the comments section. Sarah again says, question is, will Asa come in and help Cataclysm, or will Elray find another way to bring Cataclysm down? You know, he did. He commented on a post a few days ago that I made, and, you know, Cataclysm never got the victory whenever they were together. And she asked, what does the Book of Manai say about this? Uh, you know, that would be a question you'd have to ask Cataclysm. I'm not well-versed in the Book of Manai, but I'm sure there's going to be a chapter written April 20th uh, when they step into this body bag match. And Aaron uh, comments, says El Rey doesn't want that psycho in any match, really. And I would agree. I, I believe that there's a lot of machismo, so to speak, going on here and a lot of ego going on here that is, uh, you know, I, I feel like Elray's kind of backed himself into a corner and, you know, he may have to pay for what he's, all this trash he's talked about, cataclysm, come April 6th. Well, Michael, we all gotta, we've all got to pay our penance somehow, sometime, don't we? I mean, you know, the thing is, is, uh, I mean, a victory over a cataclysm in this kind of match type, 
I mean, that could that could be huge for somebody like the Aztec Warrior. We're talking bigger opportunities than just the tag team championships. I mean, think about it. Cataclysm is a former ASWF champion in his own right. You are right about that. And that is something, you know, you want to keep your eye on moving forward, especially here now, you know, the final stop this Saturday night at the Johnny Hawk uh, tribute uh, and benefit show is that, you know, you want to keep your eye on what's going to happen. You know, the mind games have been played ever since they lost the tag team titles between El Rey and Cataclysm. Who's going to get in whose mind one week, seven days before April 6th, and the biggest show in ASWS history, who's going to be able to get that mental edge? You know, Cataclysm has always seemingly beaten his opponents before they've even stepped in the ring. Can Cataclysm do it again in this case? Because this situation almost seems like Elray's a little bit in the psychotic savior's head. Oh, Michael, we... I mean, something I've noticed is... We haven't seen, we have never seen Cataclysm in this shape. I mean, you know, we all know he's, he's mentally unstable, but we, I mean, we've never seen him, we've never seen him become the hunted, if you will. He's always been more of the hunter. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it is one of those rare occasions where it's like, you know, you can't help but feel for the guy. Um, somebody's right taking that. your strategy and they're using it against you. I mean, you know, I, I'm going to give, uh, I'll, I'll give El Ray a big pat on the back and, and applaud him because when he's, he's thinking strategy. He, he knows that in order to be cataclysm, he has to have a strategy of some sort. It doesn't matter what it is. He's got to have a strategy. Or and you're he's right not going to be the one walking out, you know? And you're right about that. Uh, you know, Sarah makes a good point, Cody. Uh, Sarah asks in the comments section, she said, if El Ray won, what type of blow would that give to the Cataclysm? You know, that's definitely a good point in that, you know, what would that do to the psyche of Cataclysm to lose to the Aztec Warrior in a match that really he created? Uh, it, it's it got to be a morale killer. I mean, you know, we haven't, like I said, we haven't seen cataclysm in this state, I don't think, ever. So, I mean, the only thing is, is uh, when you feel you've hit rock bottom, the only thing to do is fight your way up. Uh, and, I mean, the thing is, is how much lower can you go than rock bottom? Um, you know, that's my question to you. That's a great question, and, you know, that is uh, certainly an interesting proposition, so to speak, is, you know, where Cataclysm, would Cataclysm be able to recover from a loss to uh, El Rey at the anniversary show? You know, that would actually put him 0-2 for the past two years at anniversary shows. Where would that leave Cataclysm when you think about it in the grand scheme of things? Uh, Last year, he lost his ASWF championship, his trophy as he called it uh and you know should he lose to the aztec warrior in uh on april 6th where will that leave him 
you know, not only from a mental state of mind, but, you know, from a career perspective, where would that leave him as well as the Manai? Uh, I believe it may even leave a void. But, Cody, uh, we also had another matchup involving uh, Daniel Vinson uh, here this last uh, show. Daniel Vinson took on the main event, Curtis Don, who was that third competitor named to uh, replace Mr. Will Cage in this uh, ASWF Championship Monsters Ball. And, you know, Curtis, he got the momentum rolling, so to speak. He uh, coming in and got the victory over Daniel with a little help from one half of the tag team champions, uh, Mr. Heinzman. Once again, mental game again, I believe. Well, that is that mental edge, and the thing is, is uh, I mean, the Titans of violence—they are brute. They're known for their their brute strength. Uh, one thing the Vincent's got to be careful of is, uh, you know, if they're not careful, then uh, well-timed brute strength could uh, could spell disaster for the Vincent's. I mean. Michael, this is, uh, you know, singles action. They've had, I mean, the Vincent's, they've been, yeah, they've had their struggles. And to, uh, I mean, it's the only way thing to do is send your message loud and clear. Uh, Maybe they are better, uh, uh, you know, side by side than trying to go head to head against somebody else, you know? And and that's just me talking. Yeah, and you're right about that, you know. But the the question is, you know, Curtis Don's had a heck of a week. Obviously earlier this week it comes out that he uh is named into this triple threat match and now, you know, or well, beforehand he um won this matchup. And now, you know, being named into this triple threat matchup, it's been a heck of a week, like I said. Uh, Curtis Don couldn't have asked for a better present being handed to him before uh, April 6th. And, you know, you got to say he's going to go into this matchup with a lot of momentum. A lot of momentum heading into this matchup, especially... uh, when we talk about what happened in the main event, and we're going to go ahead and get to the main event because our guest for the uh, semi-main event is um, not arrived yet. But, uh, you know, let's go ahead and talk about the main event while we're talking about Curtis Dawn. Uh, Steve-O took on the greatest gym known to man. The other two members in this triple threat, mind you, for the uh, ASWF championship in the Monsters Ball. This thing was supposed to establish the number one contender heading into uh, the anniversary show. And it ends with a double pin. Uh, Max Stone looked like he was going to pick up the victory. He uh, hits the spin and bicycle kick uh, and pretty much KO Steve-O. But, you know, the match took a lot out of Max Stone as well. And, you know, Max kind of fell over a little too far, I guess, and his shoulders hit the mat. And we got the double pin. Really, I say all that to say this. Curtis Don has all the momentum heading into April 6th, in my opinion. 
Oh, absolutely, Michael. As I mentioned earlier, he's the wild card. I mean, look at it this way. Max and Steve-O, they were were expecting to fight each other anyway. They were also expecting to fight Will Cage. They literally have to shift their game plan now because now that Will is no longer in the match, you've got the main event, Curtis Dawn. And the thing is, is Curtis is... He's just as calculating as, as Will is. I mean, we've seen Curtis. He gets in there. He's a technician in the ring. He sits there. He finds a body part that's weakened, or if not, he'll find one, expose it, and that's where he capitalizes. Well, and that's the thing, you know. You talk about how they were prepared to uh, possibly take on uh, the unhinged Will Cage and uh, challenge him for the ASWF championship. The thing is with this situation, Max and Steve-O, they were prepared for a guy who, I guess unhinged would be the best way to describe Will Cage's style. The guy's just a maniac. He's just out for blood whenever he steps inside of the squared circle. And especially more so since he became the ASWF champion. The guy is willing to put his body through anything to uh, retain that ASWF championship. And, you know, unfortunately it caught up to him uh, in the case of uh, having to vacate the ASWF championship. But, uh, you know, the thing is with this, Curtis Don, Curtis Don's a little bit different. Curtis Don's calculating Curtis Don's brute strength. And uh, Curtis Don knows a lot of ways to hurt you with minimal impact on his own body. And, you know, Sarah says Curtis can hang back a bit. Really, Steve-O and Max seem to want the bad blood. And it does. It seems like an issue primarily between Steve-O and Max Stone, the greatest gym known to man. And once again, you also got to factor in the fact that Steve-O has become obsessed with the ASWF championship. How much does that psyche play into the problem? You know, Aaron also chimes in and says, Curtis Dawn is a beast. I mean, uh, Sarah did make a good observation. There's been bad blood broiling for a while now with Max Stone and Steve-O. And, yeah, Curtis Dawn, all he has to do in that match is just sit back, pick his moments. And that being said, sitting back and picking his moments, it could be an easy night for Curtis Don. I mean, if he lets uh, Max Stone and Steve-O tear each other apart. Well, and you know, you mentioned something. You saying picking your spot kind of made me think about something there. You know, this wouldn't be the first time we saw somebody come in and kind of so to speak, steal the ASWF championship at the anniversary show. All we got to do is go back one year, 365 days. Remember, it was this time last year we were talking about the biggest main event in ASWF history, where Lee Michaels came out victorious and became the ASWF champion only at the last moment for Mark Wolf to pick his spot and become the ASWF champion. Aaron also chimes in and said, Max Stone is a stud, and uh, Will Cage and Steve-O are bad A's. 
for ASWF, it doesn't really matter who comes out on top. They'll be well represented, or they'll be represented amazingly in their 20th year. But like I said, and I want you to speak on that, Cody, think about that. You only have to go back one year to think about the last time, you know, somebody using that strategy. It's almost, you know, it's a proven strategy. Do you think Curtis is going to, you know, look at that? Uh, Michael, here's the thing. Curtis Don is the main event, and you don't become the main event without having some sort of strategy. Um Curtis Don, um, I've heard rumors the guy watches, he scouts his opponents. Uh, there are a few monitors um, around the arena where he watches and he picks uh, picks his opponents out. I mean, he's he's like a snake, cold blooded, you know, uh, and he's just waiting for his opportunity to strike. And here's the deal, is that opportunity could be at the ASWF 20th anniversary show. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, think about Curtis Don's 2018 and 2019 so far. It's just been an upwards trajectory. You know, uh, he went straight from uh, losing the Evolution Championship to, uh, you know, he, he didn't let it slow him down. As a matter of fact, he went faster and went automatically after the ASWF championship and, you know, has had his sights set on that ever since, uh, you know, uh, being defeated by Ace Amorta for the Evolution championship. So, I mean, <laughs> this could be the culmination of that journey. I mean, Michael, think of it this way. We first seen Curtis Dawn, the show after – the anniversary show last year when he made his ASWF debut. So, I mean, right if, he, if he wins that world title, that's got to be one of the quickest, uh, one of the quickest uh, championship uh, or rises to win a championship, I believe, in the company history. And you're right about that. But, you know, uh, and we're going to leave this point because our guest for the uh, gauntlet match is actually on the line, but we're going to leave. I'm going to leave it with this point here. I'm going to talk. I'm going to say this. Think about the 2018 and 19 also of Steve-O, who captured the ASWF championship and finally ended the reign of one of the most dominant champions in the modern era, the ASWF, Mr. Mark Wolf, who will be a Hall of Famer this year, by the way. I do want to mention that. Uh, April 6th, also the ASWF Hall of Famer or a Hall of Fame ceremony, and also the greatest gym known to man. You hit on it earlier. For about six months, defended the ASWF Tag Team Championship by himself, really earning the moniker of the greatest gym known to man and really establishing himself as one of the top talents inside of the ASWF in 2019. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we're going to talk about the gauntlet match that occurred with all of the superstars that are competing in this free fall match, April 6th, uh, at the anniversary 20. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring in now Mr. Bad Brad. Brad, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can, Michael. Sorry, I had to unmute my phone for a minute. <laughs> That's fine, Brad. Brad, how are you doing here tonight? 
I mean, I, I I can't be doing any better. Uh, if I was, you'd probably have to slap me and wake me up, to be honest with you. But such a surreal uh, feeling around the, the D-Mike camp uh, going into this anniversary show and even into this uh, more important to me at this moment, the tribute to Johnny Hawk uh, show this weekend. Uh, you know, Absolutely. D-Mike's riding on cloud nine um, with his victories, you know, in the, as king of the gauntlet and, and then, of course, winning the AWO championship against, you know, a who's who of, of, of people that he, he was going to face at the anniversary show. But uh, it's one of those situations where you've got a lot of confidence in the in the young man. And, uh, you know, you have to feel good about yourself. But at the same time, you have to feel, you know, sometimes you got to think about, you know, being knocked off the high horse to a degree. And, and that's the thing that we're struggling with right now or, or trying to instill in him is, you know, be confident, you know, but, but also be cautious at the same time. Well, and that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. You know, D-Mike, obviously, uh, even though he won the gauntlet match this uh, past show, a lot of the pundits, you know, a lot of the Vegas lines, so to speak, have uh, D-Mike is a sizable underdog. He's going up against guys who have, uh, you know, every guy in this matchup that he's going into have held the ASWF Evolution Championship, something D-Mike has not done, has not been able to attain yet. Um, how are you keeping them grounded? Well, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm keeping him grounded per se. I mean, he's 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 pretty grounded in his own right, you know, for for what he's done. I mean, you know, if you go through and you look at at at, at his accomplishments thus far in the ASWF, right? You can go ahead and give him two two victories, well, three if you count the two out of three falls, but you know. Insane Shane. He's beaten uh, Josh Cross a couple of times. You know, the the wild card in there uh, was going to be uh, Excalibur. Obviously, that would have probably ended his gauntlet reign had it not been for the infighting that was inside Infamous Inc., you know, with, with Morgan with Morgan and, uh, you know, X. I, I, I'm thankful that Morgan was, you know, was there. Uh, because we, you know, and that's, I guess that's what I told D Mike. I said, D Mike, you know, as, as confident as, as you seem to be and as you deserve to be, you know, it's going to be a war and, uh, you know, circumstances have fallen where they might. Uh, I think the wild card in this for us is, uh, the suicide King or, or, you know, Ray Ray, whichever one decides to show up. I mean, what was interesting to me is, is as I was ringside in that gauntlet match is I noticed, uh, yeah, that Ray Ray was was starting to have his incredible Hulk moment. I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, you know, so there's uh-huh. there's factors into this match that that are that we're having to to go over quite a bit. So I think that's what keeps him grounded is the uh, the um, the unknown as to what could happen. I mean, we're in a what are they call it a free fall match, it's Ultimate X match, whatever, uh-huh. and uh, it's going to be one situation where. Uh, it, you know, once you throw that title up there, you know, I think the game changes tremendously from what we've seen so far. I would agree. Cody, as a fan, uh, what do you think about the rise of D-Mike that we've seen thus far? I mean, uh, and this is not to discredit anybody else in that free fall slash ultimate X match. Uh, we've got a few competitors in that match that they go they are they have an incredible aerial offense and you've got to think of it this way. The uh 
you literally almost take the battle to the sky in this kind of match. Uh, but as far as D-Mike goes, this guy, he's had an incredible run so far. I mean, let's look at his debut. He went uh, move for move with Josh Cross, lost that match. He survived, even though his team didn't win, he was able to survive and walk out of that penitentiary of pain match. He beat Insane Shane. He turned around, he beat Josh Cross, and then he ran the gauntlet against some of the biggest names. He got a victory over Hall of Famers, former ASWF world champions, former Evolution champions. He fought tooth and nail in that match, and he's he survived the gauntlet. I mean, the way I see it, D-Mike, he's got every right to go into that match, uh, you know, con- with with a uh, head full of confidence, but he does not need to let all of those victories get into his head either. Brad? No, man, and that's the one thing that we are, um, that we're working, you know, diligently with. And, and I say diligently, and I don't mean that there's ever been a, a struggle to go, you know, to keep him focused and grounded and, de- and determined. Uh, one of the most humble men and, and guys in the business, uh, that I've had the privilege of being able to assist, and and you know, I think that uh, I think that what makes uh, D Mike the um, very very scary uh, going into the anniversary show is is I think that that we both are going into this with something to prove. Um, you know, he wants to prove that he is you know um, a name to be reckoned with. And not just a you know that former referee that stepped up, um, you know seven or eight months ago. And, and then I think that with my guidance and trying to assist him that he's allowed me to do, you know I have something to prove. I have to prove you know to myself and, and uh, in, in this business that that I can that I can be on the level of guys like you know uh, sexy Sam Dollar and uh, you know the infamous one. And guys like that 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 have had champions, uh, you know, uh, Rotten Randy, uh, you, you know, the who's who of, of managers and, and advocates, as, as some like to call them. So, you know, I, I think that that that's where we're at, and 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 we're trying to stay, you know, grounded and humbled. And, and I think the only thing that scares me, though, is the level of success that he's had. Um, you know, you almost feel like. Uh, when's it going to end? Uh, what's going to happen? You know, is there going to be some interference? Is there, you know, because anytime you put yourself in, in the squared circle with the infamous ink being represented there, you know, there's always that outside factor that could come into play at any point in time. Uh, so, you know, we, we worry about that. Uh, obviously you worry about the hall of famer, um, you know, Ray, you know, this is his stage. I mean, this is the anniversary show, you know. This is where he's <laughs> done a lot of magic. So we go into it with, with a with a chip on both our shoulders and, and something to prove, and, and we're just going to see how, how it plays out. Uh, I, we, I have all the confidence in, in uh, D-Mike's athletic abilities and his heart and his determination. You know, it's just those variables, that, the unforeseen, that, that we can't uh, plan for. We, we can only hope that uh, we can contain them enough to, to overcome something like that uh, should it go down. 
We got a couple que- or a couple comments here in the comment section. Uh, Aaron says D Mike will be holding two titles around 10 p.m. on April 6th. Obviously referring to the other championship that uh, D Mike has attained over the past month. And uh, Sarah says as much as we like D Mike, he will be going through hell and will have a true challenge ahead of him on April 6th. Uh, obviously referring to that free fall uh, match for the Evolution Championship. Which I mean, Brad, it will be hell for uh, Team Mike to go through to attain that I mean, WF Evolution Championship. I mean, you've got to look at it this way: that gauntlet match, he was facing these guys one at a time. Now he's got them all at the same time. And I mean, granted, there's a little bit of bad blood between between Ray Ray and Josh Cross and Ray Ray and Shane. It the thing is is you've got to get. I mean, uh, alliances aside, it's about one thing, and it's that ASWF Evolution title. And uh, you know, like I said, we could see alliances, and then we can see that same alliance be broken in that match, all in the name of becoming the ASWF Evolution champion. You're right about that. Brad, before we let you go, we're up here against the break. Before we let you go and uh, get into the commercial break and then the infamous hour, one thing I want to ask is, you know, obviously we all know what this Saturday night's about. It's about uh, one Johnny Hawk, a true uh, pioneer in the ASWF and one of the best to ever lace him up inside of an ASWF locker room. Uh, have you had a moment to sit down with D-Mike and talk with him about, uh, you know, the legend that uh, is Johnny Hawk and, you know, kind of prepare him for what this Saturday is all about? I mean, we haven't uh, talked about it a whole lot. We, uh, you know, we, we both understand that, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, guys like Johnny Hawk and, and Johnny Hawk, especially with his, uh, what he's done inside the ASWF that, we're probably not sitting here talking about anniversary twenty. Um, we're we're probably not uh, even talking about it, guys like D Mike, because who knows if there would be a venue uh, for younger talent to even display their craft anymore because of what those guys, what he did, and what those guys have done. So D Mike always respects the veterans of the business, the legends, and and it's you know such a travesty and a, and a tragedy that. Uh, Johnny Hawk's life was uh, cut short. We know that he's in a better place now, and I know that there was a video put out earlier and uh, about you know him being in that uh, big wrestling ring in the sky. You have to sometimes feel jealous about it because uh, you know of the talent that's already up there. But you know you you take solace in the fact that he's not suffering anymore, and 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 have a big smile on your face knowing that what you're going to see Saturday night is is for him. You know, uh, I think Ray said it best. You know, we got the show from here. Uh, go rest, uh, Johnny. And so that's what we've, we've done. And, and we, we encourage everyone to come out to, uh, Saturday night. And, uh, you know, as, as we're doing this tribute slash benefit for, for Johnny Hawk's family. And, and what a better way, I think. I don't think there is a better way to, to pay uh, and, and honor and respect a guy like Johnny Hawk than to put on one of the best damn shows, you know, in the Mid-South. Uh, you know, 
it's 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 tragic what happens, but you know, moving forward, we we honor him, and, and I think this is the best way to do it. Uh, the best thing to ever cross the border, you know, meets the best damn thing that ever happened to indie wrestling in Arkansas, and that's the ASWF. So come out Saturday night, support your guys on. There's going to be some legends out there. There's going to be the you know the the current roster, the old roster. Who knows what's going to happen? But man, looking forward to it. You guys have a wonderful night, and uh, unfortunately, I understand what you have to endure the next hour. Or so. With that being said, I will hang up and I will listen, as they say here in Arkansas Sportsland. Well, uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, well, go ahead. Well, Brad, uh, it's always good to hear from you. It was a, uh, it was good to uh, to uh, hear your input, man. Um, and um, we look forward to seeing you at the. Uh, uh, will we be seeing you this Saturday? I believe Brad's actually gone. Uh, I believe as long as D-Mike's there, uh, Brad usually is uh, there with him, supporting him. Well, I mean, hey, you know, there's always that there in spirit, Michael. I was just wanting to double check. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We've reached halftime. When we come back, it uh, it'll be the infamous hour. And uh, the infamous CEO, Double J, will be joining us live here just about one week before ASWF Anniversary 20. We'll be back with more ASWF Aftermath in just a moment. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Sub-Ohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub-Ohm Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Want to see you? Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Sub-Ohm Vapors. Vape it like you built it.
And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Just about one week before the biggest night in ASWF history, the ASWF Anniversary 20, live from the Valiant Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas, and just about 48 hours away from the ASWF probably having, I'm going to go out on a limb and say one of the most important shows in company history as well, uh, this benefit show for the uh, life, the career, and the family of um, one Johnny Hawk. Uh, Cody, uh, definitely going to be a lot of emotions this uh, this Saturday night. Cody? Michael, you there? Yes, sir. I, Hello? I, I, can you uh, hear me? Technical, technical difficulties, man. Uh my mic wasn't working. Anyway, no, Michael, I heard what you said. Um, you know, emotions are going to be running wild inside that Valiant Arena. Uh, but the thing is, is we're – ASWF is very, um, very fortunate to uh, – and honored to uh, to get to do this for Johnny Hawk because they know as well as anybody that knew Johnny Hawk – that he would want the he understood that the show had to go on and he would want the show to go on. And as I said, he's probably he's standing up there in that big ring in the sky looking down, uh, you know, proud of the legacy he's laid behind. Absolutely. I'm sure he would be very proud of the guys that are currently competing in the ASWF. But ladies and gentlemen, now it's time uh or the infamous hour. Cody, I'm not sure if you've been a part of the infamous hour yet here on ASWF Aftermath, but it's certainly an experience. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of Infamous Inc., ladies and gentlemen, the infamous one, Double J. Double J, can you hear us? Michael, I am live back on Talk Radio 49, and it's been a journey. Unintended. It's been a journey, and we're taking that exit to March the 30th. I am humbled, and I made a post. Let's just go ahead and get into it real quick on Facebook. I want everybody. I don't. I'm, and, uh, I don't know how many people that you're seeing live on Facebook and seeing. I can't see anything right now. I'm on uh, my cell phone and uh, at the compound. But get into things. And, uh, Michael, well, how long have we been running Talk Radio 49 ASWF Aftermath? I think it's, what, three, or excuse me, three, five, years. six years now? Uh, okay. It may be that high. I thought it was five, but we, we can take a four. I can take a four. Uh, four years. This, and, and this, I know we're trying to not get off track. I'm going to get us back on track. But uh, four long years. This came about with uh, – I'm going to go ahead and tell the story, Michael. Michael was sitting around – and uh, and came up with a blog talk radio, and we couldn't ever figure out the name. And Michael and uh, and uh, my old associate Bad Brad, they came up with uh, ASWF Aftermath. And Michael and everybody behind the scenes made this come alive. And it is alive, and it's been going strong for four years. We took a break. We came back, and I got invited to this show. And this show has done nothing but done phenomenal things 
for the wrestling business here in the state of Arkansas. And in covering, yes, it is about ASWF, but also we have all the things that comes about that people do in other organizations. And that's what's the good thing about it with Michael being a good journalist and being on top of things. Michael, it is an honor to be able to be able and humble enough to let me come on to ASWF Aftermath. And thank you for letting me have a slot called the Infamous Hour. With that being said, tonight is my last night, and I will revoke my contract with Talk Radio 49, and this will be my last show on the air. Wow. um, I, I will no longer at this time be able to come on the air because I have a lot of things in uh, infamous sync going on and to explain things to the fans that are infamous sync fans. Uh, I have a lot of things going on with infamous sync and I will go ahead and uh, I went ahead and revoked my contract with talk radio 49 and Michael and everybody else today asked if we'll still be going on further. And that's probably a belief that you can hate me, love me, whatever. Uh, it's just something I have to do with that being said, uh, we're going to March the 30th, this Saturday. Uh, it is a tribute, a tribute show. And I'm telling you, I'm humble. I'm so, I've been thinking about it ever since I heard the news. And you think back, not just for Mr. Hawk, but everybody that's came into ASWF or wrestlers that you've seen that you grew up with on TV, that's where they're all at is in heaven. They're in that big ring circle that I heard a fan, Cody, say, looking down on us. <clears throat> I got my start at ASWF, and I called many matches with uh, the best thing ever crossed the border, Johnny Hawk. I used to be, years ago, the voice of ASWF. And I, 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 it was a long, hard road. And I'm telling you, I enjoyed every minute calling his matches at Rocktoberfest. I called matches at the arena, outside shows, anywhere that ASWF was at, I was there. I sacrificed my life, my personal life. I've lost a lot of things, and I've done that, and I gained some things. And that being this Saturday, now we have to face. I, I, I like to face with, with the reality that our brother is no longer with us, but he's in a better place. I am humbled after after going on nine in twelve years that I have been going with this wrestling organization, that they have, uh, we went through a lot of uh, people bookings. I'm humble enough to be, still be a part of this company. I'm glad that I've never uh, went anywhere else. I've seen people come and go, like uh, job-wise, and not seen people come and go for eternal. And it's hard, Michael. It's very hard if you, if you it's, it's humble enough to, with you and everybody else that works that has came and gone with this organization and shared the locker room. I'm talking about share the locker room. And I say share the locker room. You're talking about with people like the guys like the Austin Lanes, you, uh, the Joey Brits, the Ricky Rollins, uh, Hot Rod John Ellison, uh, Rick Burton, uh, uh, Johnny Hawk. I mean, these guys that you work with day in and day out and every weekend, it's, 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 it's just humbled that I had that privilege to see these guys. Now, when I was at the announce desk, let's just tell one little story, and I'll get back get us back on track. I, I used to call the, uh, uh, with uh, me and Ricky, 
He used to be announcing for ASWF. And Johnny Hawk and, and Hot Rod would come to the ring, and they'd go around and, and tagorize the fans while I was announcing. And, of course, at that time in my life, I was just like you, Michael. I was right down the middle. And i tell you one thing. Hot Rod John Ellison, I thought he was going to knock me out. And I'm talking about a bigger thing. He always grabbed me up and always got in my face. And I knew when I looked in his eyes, I was scared to death. And that was uh, Johnny Hawk. And he always yelled in my face or grabbed the microphone. He he always would make that muscle. He said, why don't you call your mama? Because she knows she wants to see it. And Michael matches, him being ASW, former tag team champions, it was a lifetime thing, seeing everything like that. But I am I'm humbled, and I'm, I'm very respectful for you. Let me be on the radio show and being a part of ASWF. But I will be at every show from here on out, Lord willing. And I can't wait to April the 6th. But if I'm going to backtrack, I'm very humbled to be at ASWF this Saturday to remember the legend, the greatest of all time, I think, in my mind, is tag team. And the meanest, I'm talking about the meanest man in the, in the square circle and got the job done, Johnny Hawk. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Double J, uh, we had Bad Brad in the last segment. I don't know if you heard him, but uh, he kind of alluded to some infighting inside of the infamous Inc. this past show, and it appears that there is, you know. What's the status right now? I'll, I'll go ahead and ask. What's the status right now of uh, Morgan Williams inside of Infamous Inc.? Okay. Uh, let's just tell a story real quick. I know everybody's like, some people are going to be like, oh, man, he's going to tell a long one. This is short and sweet. Okay. This, everybody don't be – just, just listen to this story, okay? And, and you, you, you can hate on me. You can say whatever. Business is business when it needs to be taken care of. And what I'm saying is, Michael, Morgan Williams, I noticed when Infamous Inc. gets to the arena, we all are there together. We're all in uniform. And I sit aside, and I, I talk to the guys, and I sit aside. I've noticed Morgan's got a different different, different jive with him, if that, that makes sense. He's got a different arrogance about him. And when I, every time I spoke to him, it was, he was just real short. And I kept asking him everything. It was okay. I knew something wasn't right. And I was like, where's your shirt? Where's your attire at? What didn't you, you give me a straight answer? That's, that's just right there tells you how much you, uh, you know, yeah, he's, a, you know, you know, he, yeah, Morgan's been in the business for a long time. And I'm not disrespecting him when I talk like this. How dare you when we're trying to take care, let's just backtrack. I'm getting ahead of myself. There's a gauntlet match coming up. Uh-huh. Morgan knew, we knew when we had, we had a raffle in the back that Excalibur was going to be the last opponent to go out. We knew. So I sent Gary, our, secu- our personal security, out with Insane Shane. Phenomenal guy going out. Shane's phenomenal worker. And I'm not going to decount, you know, uh, you know, talk bad about DMIC. D-Mike is a hell of a man coming this far after being a wrestler, or excuse me, being a referee and stepping up to be a professional wrestler. Not going to exclude him from that. He beat, again, you can rub my face. I said it on Facebook, Michael. Again, he had, he had the upper hand. 
he beat my he beat the client my client again in St. Shane. Not just in St. Uh-huh. Shane, the hard fight battle with D Mike. He also beat Josh Cross when he came to answer the call. Josh Cross was just a little short as well. So we had to regroup real quick. While then the Suicide King, which Michael, that's not over with between us. We're still negotiating, trying to get, trying to be in talks with Ray Ray. I still have that empty spot ready for Ray Ray when he's ready. And I still haven't heard anything, haven't got any text messages or phone calls. But I'll tell you one thing, Michael, if you've been paying attention at ringside, Ray's been looking at the shirt. Ray's been, he kind of helped out one in that one match with Josh. Kind of, play, you know, kind of let, let you know there. there's some, something there. But going back to D-Mike and Ray Ray, while they was fighting, I had a, I had a chat with Morgan, and I had a chat with X, and I was talking about D-Mike, how he was going to, let's see, take a, let's say, break his ankle. Because the reason why we wanted to break his ankle is, is because we're tired and we're sick and tired of people like that trying to run over people like us in ASW trying to take things for granted. Does that make sense, Michael? And so we went down there, and we answered the call. Excalibur was coming out. We knew we had a beat-down, tired uh, D-Mike after the all beating three guys. He beat Ray, beat Josh Cross, and Insane Shane. And I thought, man, these guys left the leftovers for Excalibur. We are all in. No point intended to that pay-per-view. But anyways, we was all in. We knew that we had him. And Excalibur told me to get a chair, and I had to literally laugh in the, 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 the tired Brad Higgs' face because I wanted him to see what he's caused over the years of me. And we was going to break his ankle in front of the fans, in front of Brad, in front of you, Michael, and Cornbread. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Morgan Williams gets on the apron and says, tells me, after I asked him what he's doing, he tells me to shut up. He told me, Michael, to shut my mouth. And I told him to get down and let this continue. And then he asked, gives him the chair. He's like, okay. He's like, because he didn't want, he goes, this don't, this don't do it this way. This don't do it this way. Who is Morgan to call any shots in Infamous Inc.? You might get some ideas, but you don't run this rodeo. You don't tell Excalibur what to do. I don't even control him, but you don't go over my head after we discuss the plan in the back and you change things. That's what Morgan did, Michael. He changed things. He thought it seemed fit to get the chair out of the way. And when he did, he had Excalibur's attention on him. So this is where it comes to complex. And Brad, if he could listen to whatever, listen to this. This is a coward act to me. While somebody wasn't looking, D-Mike took the advantage, which is great. More power to you. If you feel good in the morning, you wake up every day, that you want to roll somebody up and get the three count because they wasn't looking, I'll tell you right now, that tells me that you couldn't beat the former X division, or excuse me, uh, evolution champion. So D-Mike, are you finished? Are you finished? He beat him one, two, three, and then Excalibur, and so here's the story about Morgan. 
We get Morgan in the ring, and Morgan wants to stick his hand out and go, I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, my brother. I'm sorry. I just reached over to Excalibur and told him his ear. I said, get rid of the wink link. He might beat cancer, but he can't beat Excalibur. And you know what? We've had a punt his little stupid ball-headed uh, woodpecker nose head and then put his face in a canvas. And I know, Morgan, if you can hear me or you see anything on Facebook, here's the thing. You think it was smart for what you did? It was very uncalled for. It was very uncalled for, and I'm telling you right now, Morgan, it's very stupid of you. You need to think about your wife. You need to think about your kids that you have, your delicate kids, and you want to you talk about quitting. I think you need to quit two weeks ago because if you show up this week, I swear to you, I promise, I, with all of my power, with all of my might, Morgan Williams will leave ASWF in an ambulance this week. He will be – we will split his ball head, uh, head open, and he will bleed all over that ring, and he will leave ASWF going to Newport Hospital, and you'll never see him again. And he will sip through a straw because I already told all the guys, if he shows up, we're going to beat him up in the locker room. If we see him in the locker room or if we see him in the arena or we see him outside, he's done. And, Michael, you can not interrupt me again. You can go ahead. Well, it wasn't let me. me tell you something. Let me tell you something there, uh, Double J. Uh, it wasn't Michael. And I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to raise my voice and I'm not going to get into a war of words with you. But what I am going to tell you is that you're living in a very delusional fantasy. The fact that you accuse my guy of sneak tactics, sneak tactics, and uh, dishonest, uh, dishonorable measures, when your guy, whose entrance played, didn't come through the curtain, he came out of the crowd, out the rail, and he suckered D Mike. But you know what? That's because the heart of my guy, the guy that I'm privileged enough to work for, D Mike, he took him down. And the fact of the matter is, is that you've got issues you need to handle yourself. Like, I don't know, Morgan Williams, like you were talking. Seems like your company's falling apart and it's falling all around you. So I wouldn't worry about that. I would handle your internal affairs first and that they're compounds you live in. Because you know what? My guy's coming. And he's taking no prisoners in his attacks, okay? He set out to prove to you and everybody else, and to himself, that he can be and will be a champion. And so far, our scoreboard looks pretty darn good with uh, multiple victories over numerous opponents at that anniversary show. I'm, 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 I'm very privileged that you're on here. I'm very happy that I could speak to you over the phone. Because now that you've done a checkmate chest with me let's go back in history let's talk about you interfering in the match you want to talk about josh cross coming through the entrance and jumping somebody oh i remember that somebody had to get in the ring with a kendo stick and hit my client in the back so that his guy talking about you brad standing on the corner or whatever you want to do with your sign and says hey i'll work for you that you want to say, so you're working for uh, an African-American that's trying to, uh, let's put it this way, steal a win? Because that's what happened. I've got footage, and I could share it. 
on the Infamous Ones page, Infamous Inc.'s page. But we all know because Michael called it. Look at Brad Hicks getting – Bad Brad getting in the ring, hitting Josh Cross with a kendo stick, and then Josh gets in the corner and grabs you because you're going to pay for what you did. But then because your distraction cost my client that match that night. So I guess the scores are even, right? Is that what you're trying to tell me? But it ain't even. So that's why I had a problem with Morgan because my compound is not failing. We have to clean up trash. That's what we call weak links, and you have to get them out. And that was the weakest link. Just like you in the past, I had to get rid of you because people like you are weak-minded, and you listen to the Joey Brits, and you listen to them fans because you're weak-minded and you want to make your stories look sweet and sour or whatever and look everybody here that I'm looking at. I'm the Satan of ASWF, and you look like you're Jesus. But I'm going to tell you right now, in the end, I will prevail and you, once again, will be beneath my feet. And, Brad, you and whoever is in the way, because I'm telling you right now, you're not friends or good with my understanding with Ray. And Ray's been negotiating, trying to get a hold of him. And if I get him in Infamous Inc., you're the number one target, and you and D-Mike are going to pay just like everybody else. Well, you know, what they say, if my aunt had us, she'd be my uncle, so... Um, yeah, it is what it is. Let's go, let's go back. If we want to go back to history, let, let's talk about the the incident that you that you bring up. Uh, first of all, if you do your homework, um, which I'm sure you 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 should, you know, and, and I've always given you credit. I gave you credit uh, earlier today uh, on the show. But if you do your homework, you will know that I did not work for D Mike at the time that I took it upon myself to blast. Josh Cross across the back with a kendo stick. That was payback for him at a earlier date when he decided that he wanted to punch me in the face. So do your homework well, and get your facts straight and then come back and see me. Uh, second of all, uh, if you go back to that match, uh, I do believe that, yes, it was a distractionary tactic and something I'm probably not proud of looking back on. But the fact of the matter is, is that even Michael, having called that match, will tell you that D. Mike still had to execute a couple of more minutes of offensive maneuvers in order to win that match. So it's not like I rendered your client, uh, your infamous Inc. member, uh, you know, unconscious of any sort. He still had an opportunity, and it's an opportunity he couldn't capitalize on, just like he couldn't capitalize on it in the gauntlet match. Just like I'm not saying he can't capitalize on it, uh, on an opportunity at the uh, at the anniversary show. I've made it well known that we've we've uh, have had some su- extreme success, and that there we are very cautious going into this because. It's almost like it's too good to be true. But you know what? We stay humble, and and and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Because you know what? He's proven, that being D-Mike, that he can be in the ring with the best of, of any of us, or any of you guys, or any of us, or any of these, whoever you want to throw out. It doesn't matter. Because I'm going to tell you right now that we do things the right way, and he does things the extreme right way, and we will 
be successful in whatever we endeavor to do inside the ASWF. That's the mentality that I've tried to instill in, in D. Mike, and that's the mentality he's taking forward. You know, I think the thing that, that you suffer from is that you believe in your head, and you you have a right to believe some of that sometimes, but you just believe that whatever you stake claim to is yours. You don't you don't think that there's ever a chance that it's not going to happen. And so I'm going to be honored and privileged that you booted me out of Infamous Inc. It was the greatest moment of my life. The chains of oppression were lifted off of me, and I was able to see exactly what I needed to see. And that's the fact that you earn what you get in this business. And that's something that you, you've you done. You've earned it. But you just think because, well, I'm putting infamous ink in this match. We're going to win. We, there's no hands down. I'm going to be honored to wake you up from this little dream that you're in, Double J. This little candy land that you, that you live in and you breathe in that you, that you are a part of. It's going to come crumbling down upon you, and I can't wait. You don't understand how much I cannot wait. Hey, Michael. Yeah. I need to uh, – give me just a minute. Let me get out from the, the dirt and stuff and being buried here. Let me shake myself off because I was just want to let him know. He's just – don't trust everything that you hear from him or see. Because even salt looks like sugar, and that's what I'm. What I'm saying is, Michael, if he can get in the ring and blast Josh Cross and the tactics that he put Ray through, how eventually will it fall on D Mike? When would D Mike fall on that sword, and then and then trust a guy like him, and and then put shade up on these fans, and you know I can care less. But I want to tell you what's going to happen. At uh, I, Yeah, I'm not going to be at ringside. Joey Britt made it very clear. So you can interfere. You can do whatever. But I got a big surprise for that match as well. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send Gary Swift because nobody can stop that. And I made sure when I met with the owner, Ricky Rowland, so Joey couldn't change that either. Joey can't change it now because Ricky said to me this past week, he, he can go out there, but I can't. But he told me to my face, Gary Swift better not interfere. And so, Brad, you can interfere as well. Because that's why I said the law out there to make sure the law stands in place that anything in the ring happens. So Gary Swift will be at ringside for that matchup. That's certainly a uh, big announcement uh, there for uh, that contest. Uh, definitely. Uh, oh, 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 Michael. Michael, I forgot. Also, not uh-huh. just Gary Swift will be there, but Miss Cassie will be uh, acquainted as well with the security at ringside. So you have all the infamous ink, including Gary, including Cassie at ringside. And looking across the ring, Will probably be if I had to guess it right because it'll be poor little Brad holding a sign or whatever. I'll, I'll work for you or please come on. This yeah 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 rah rah rah. Let's get it done. This just this also just put it this way. My guys, my clients know it's all about the Evolution title. 
they're cool with that. But you got to think about the wild card here, the Suicide King Ray Ray. Who's he stand with? Is it ASWF or if, if it's if Masink? And if it comes down to Ray Ray and D-Mike, what's going to happen when Ray Ray stops the buck on D-Mike? Are you going to get in the ring, Brad? Are you going to blast Ray in the back? Are you going to get mad and do something to him because you didn't get your little way? That's just what I want to put out there and let everybody hear and listen to. That's certainly, you know, something that, uh, you know, move for thought. I mean, Cody, uh, what do you think about, you know, I, I believe we can trust Brad. In my opinion, I wholeheartedly trust Brad. Brad hasn't done anything to prove that incorrectly to me. I, I, I tro- totally believe it. And in my heart, I don't believe that Ray would ever join Infamous Connection or Infamous Inc., excuse me. Uh, Cody, how do you feel about that? Um, Michael, I mean, anything can happen. Look at it this way. You know, uh, we've seen Ray uh, part of uh, MVC at one time. We've, I mean, we have seen Ray in multiple factions. But, uh, no, I don't see him joining Infamous Inc. He's got too much of a vendetta and too much of a history with these guys. And, you know, he's beaten members of Infamous Inc. So it's like, what's the point of, you know, what's the saying? If you can't beat him, join him. If he's beaten him already, why would he join him? Well, let's just put it this way. Uh, let's put it this way. It doesn't matter if it's uh, not trying to copyright or anything like that. Let's just go down to memory lane on television. What does Sting do? <clears throat> he beat them that all. It's uh, a very good point. Money talks That's a- in America. Money talks in America today. Things move. Mountains move. People fall. Past get, get forgiven. Things happen. Things will happen, and I guarantee it, before this ends up. This year is up. I will have the Suicide King and Infamous Inc. in black and white. Guarantee it. Well, Infamous One, it's uh, definitely always a pleasure to have you on. Um, any final thoughts heading into the Johnny Hawk uh, benefit show this uh, Saturday night or the anniversary show one week from Saturday. Well, I'm going to take take my uh, before I go, Michael. This is my farewell. I want to take the time to uh, uh, say, heading in just one uh, this Saturday, I'll take one weekend out of wrestling at a time. So I'm not going to jump to the anniversary show because, like I told you before, we review things, we correct things, we look over things. And so what we're going to do this Saturday, whoever's ahead of us, we're going to plan. We're going to execute, and we're going to get it done. And wherever failures happens, we'll get corrected. We'll work on and push forward. With that being said, I'm going to be very honored to be in the building this weekend to see old friends, see old foes, see old faces, see new people's faces as well I ain't seen in a while. As we all come together for the tribute of the best thing ever across the border, Johnny Hawk. This is the infamous one, Michael, 
Uh, I appreciate you again for having me on Talk Radio 49. This probably won't, like I said, this is going to be the last for a while. But I'm not saying sending off a farewell. I'm saying I'll see you at the show and down the road. Good night, everybody. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the infamous one. Uh, Last infamous hour for quite some time. Uh, Always, uh, I guess, a pleasure to have him on, uh, Cody. But, uh, Cody, let's go ahead and get some final thoughts here as we wrap things up. Uh, About one week before the anniversary show. Well, Michael, I don't – there's a lot to look forward to in this show, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Show starts at 7. Tickets are 5 bucks. Kids, what is it, 5 and under get in free? Absolutely. Michael, uh, this is a show you don't want to miss, especially – um, in this time of of, of need for the uh, for the family of uh, of uh, Johnny Hawk, the friends of Johnny Hawk, uh, you know, even just showing up is a great deal of of moral support, and uh, and you know, I mean, everybody's got a story, so I mean, you know, for those who who know Johnny Hawk personally, and those who don't, you know, you get to learn about who the man was and why. And if you do know him, it's good time to share, to uh, share some stories amongst yourself. And, uh, you know, uh, ASWF, the wrestlers, they're only doing what Johnny Hawk would have done at this time. And that has made sure the show goes on. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before I wrap things up here, I want to, um, I want to say that definitely, be there this Saturday night. Uh, a great cause, uh, Mr. Hawk. If it wasn't for Mr. Hawk, you know, we wouldn't be here. Like Brad alluded to earlier, there would be no 20th anniversary show. There would be no ASWF as it is today without Johnny Hawk. And we certainly wouldn't be the best professional wrestling organization inside of the mental But, um, Ladies and gentlemen, be there this Saturday night. $5 gets you in the door. Kids six and under are free. And don't forget, this is the final stop on the journey to Anniversary 20, where we will crown not only a new ASWF champion, we will crown a new Evolution champion, and who knows what else is likely to happen, but we do know somebody will be stuffed inside of a body bag on anniversary 20 on april 6th ladies and gentlemen from my broadcast colleague mr cody i'm the voice of the aswf michael carnahan good night everybody